0: Episode 9 of the Archive Jazz Podcast. My name is Christopher Peck. I'm Jeffrey Lean. I'm Tom Everett. And we're back with another interview with Dave Cantor of Downbeat Magazine. Three more picks for the month of July here. What did you guys think?
1: Yeah, wonderful taste. It was really a wide variety of, of things. What yeah, about you absolutely.
0: Yeah, we mainly focused on Dave's three picks for the month of July, and we'll just run down and and let you know the name of the work and uh, the the label here. So first up, we had Nature Work, and that's a self-titled debut of a new collective, and and a couple of uh, guys, one of them you've played with, is that right, Jeff?
1: Yeah, I mean, just around the Chicago scene, Mm -hmm. um, Greg Ward and Jason Stein, yeah, Eric Eric Rivas on bass, uh, Brantford's usual... Uh, Bass player is on this as well, and Jim Black, um, who really stands
0: out on this album. Uh, So, great drummer. Yeah, so some really good stuff there. And that's, again, Nature Work and their self-titled debut on Sunnyside Records. And then next up, we had uh, another Chicago pick, bassist and educator Marlene Rosenberg on her second release for Origin Records. And a couple of heavy hitters um, on the Bill Wither uh, for that release, huh?
1: Yeah, Kenny Barron, Lewis Nash, Christian McBride gets on there um, when she's singing because she's also a singer. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, another really great, great pick there. That's MLK Convergence by Origin Records and bassist Marlene Rosenberg.
1: Yeah, it's a playoff of the name, too. MLK being uh, Martin Luther King. No, More. Marlene, um, Lewis Nash, and Kenny Barron. So yes, it's like MLK. an acronym. But yeah, yeah.
0: good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> and then finally um, had Four. Elephant 9 and Psychedelic Backfire 1. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is one that's uh, available from Rune Gramophone, and it's on vinyl as well. And this was a live date and um, really good recording quality. Wouldn't you guys say? I thought it sounded real. there was a lot of fun. Yeah, really, really present.
2: Really present, and just there's an energy in the band that was kind of fun and uh, kind of reminds you of some of the older... European jazz bands, kind of fusion
0: bands of the '70s. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, they're um, I think they're from Oslo, and uh, yeah. it, it's got kind of that n- Norwegian tint to
1: it. It uh, does, yeah. Yeah, I thought that that Nikolai, the bass player, was a beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Farmer's Secret is a track on there that was really, really stood out to me. Yeah,
0: it's really funky. Yeah, it's good stuff, and yeah, there's some really extended takes on some of their songs. Go you know, 10 minutes plus, and it makes for a very interesting listen. So um, that just about wraps it up. You guys want to cut to Dave's interview now? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right. So here's our interview with Dave Cantor, Downbeat Magazine. We're so pleased to be joined again by one of the editors of Downbeat Magazine, Mr. Dave Cantor. Dave, thanks so much for coming on the show again. Yeah, sure thing, man. So uh, you had some good good choices again this month uh, for oh. the July editor's picks.
3: Um, I'm waiting. Someone eventually will be like, you. all your picks were horrible. <laughs> it we, might we happen. Would, we would never say that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Tom Tom gets opinionated sometimes. So <laughs> not, not, a,
3: not while we're, we're recording, at least. Yeah. <laughs> right on. You'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So cool. Uh,
0: was there any particular release you wanted to start with, Dave?
3: It's like choosing children, I guess. I don't know. I, I definitely <laughs> liked this crop as much, if not more than what we discussed last time. Just, there's maybe more breadth here.
2: Certainly uh, more, more variety, I was going to say, from uh, Elephant 9 to Nature Work.
3: Yeah, um, so I mean, I guess, I don't know, you, you guys can start, Was there? Did, were you all familiar with these people, I guess, before? Well,
1: I know, I've played with Greg Ward before, so I, uh, I definitely recognize that right away.
3: Yeah, that uh, guy's... Is- that guy I'm. this is me discarding my like uh, journalistic distance I guess but that guy is phenomenal yeah. all, all the time like
1: yeah. when i moved to chicago he was just about everywhere i went when i went to go do the hangs you know to try and start to get into the scene a little bit he was yeah. on every gig i went to <laughs> just yeah. like
3: Hey. i mean I- i've never seen him not perform well uh yeah it's, he's a monster it's kind of, it's kind of startling um yeah. but i mean also on that record jason stein is a person who will never disappoint he plays with josh abrams in uh, natural information society which is also like a phenomenally weird chicago like specific band you bet um, leads his own dates and then obviously the rhythm section on that record is you know like pretty ridiculous
2: yeah it really bubbles along I just yeah love the propulsion from
1: uh, Jim Black obviously yeah Jim Black's uh, unbelievable it was really nice that you brought this up because it's been a while since I listened to that and then Eric Rivas you know who usually has the Brantford gig and whatnot getting brought into this well so um,
3: I mean the awesome thing about that guy is that you know like that last Brantford record was great. Uh, and I'm sure mm. people have opinions about his music as well as uh, what he says in public. Um, but it's the best version of a creative life is to like be in a good, like popular kind of straight ahead band that pretty right. much anyone who likes jazz can sit down and listen to and appreciate something.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and they, like, they work constantly, they're everywhere.
3: Oh yeah, um, but so th- then Eric Reeves is like uh, on his own does like kind of weird stuff like <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. he would not like like nature work isn't gonna like probably open for brantford uh right right yeah i mean it's like it's just great to hear people like it's it's great to watch people have like a creative life like that so yeah just branch out out.
1: yeah i was listening to a joni mitchell interview and she was talking about you know when she feels stagnant in any area how she'll she'll flip to something else you know because she paints as well and other things like that and she's looks like it's just good crop rotation it makes the fields healthier yeah you know so true. that makes sense. <laughs> He's skipping around a little bit, but yeah. he can hang and he can hang in all situations. It seems
0: true. Have you seen these guys play live
3: recently with this collective? Or I've not. I mean, I actually don't know if that band plays. Um, right, right cause half of them are here. Well, I guess like Greg kind of, Greg Ward, uh, kind of like goes between here and New York. And then I believe just started or will be teaching it at Indiana this year. Um, Oh, so he I got kinda, that gig. Okay. <laughs> I, according to a brief run in the pages of Dan Beat magazine. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know if they like gig. I mean, I'm sure they're like in a room and, and work stuff out. Um, but I've seen both Greg Ward and, uh, Jason yeah. and Jason play within the past, like, you know, three weeks or whatever
1: right 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 exactly well that's cool I thought it was a really awesome album you know? yeah so what else we got here guys
2: uh, are you familiar with Marlene Rosenberg Is
1: no I'm, I'm actually not I mean yeah I saw Lewis Nash and you know that's all I need to know <laughs>
3: I might have heard well, of him Kenny, Kenny Barron well, about too, Kenny like, Baron. You know, oh of course like, I know <laughs> like- like, that 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 band is crazy. I feel like Kenny Barron and Lewis Nash let you do whatever you want. Um, That's correct, yeah. But so, she's an educator and has been in Chicago for a really long time. Um, and then I wrote, I didn't realize it. So, I think this is her second Origin album. Um, and a previous one, her, Makai McRaven was on drums before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wrote this, but, like, before probably anyone outside of the area was familiar with that guy. Uh, yeah, right, right. So, I mean, she obviously obviously is uh, a talented band leader has an eye for other talented performers is good at writing it's been around like doing it for a while and then just made like that's a it's it definitely swings pretty hard that whole thing uh, it's a good mm-hmm. straight ahead record but then there's kind of like spoken word in there as well so it's kind of mm-hmm. you know maybe the most traditional of jazz listeners isn't going to be into the the like the song right with the uh, spoken word and vocals on it but i mean it's kind of it's kind of hard to listen to that thing and not enjoy it. I gotta say, yeah, um, exactly. very listen. And, and McBride's on there too. So
1: right, so he's playing bass on the one she's singing on.
3: Even if no one had ever heard of uh, this bass player, like pulling in that much talent for this record says a lot about uh, her work. Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um, so Elephant Nine. Now we're starting to get into. Uh, Was this Norwegian?
3: uh yeah so i mean this is like i guess as we continue to do these you're gonna have to deal with my weird tastes uh so (laughs) and i guess we kind of talked about this uh in the the first the first episode so i like grew up listening to like punk and psych um and there's this band called duncan that i've been listening to for like 20 years oh yeah Uh, (laughs) i don't like they they definitely tour the states they're not ever gonna play like huge huge spaces uh but they're, I don't know what to compare them to here. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like the, they're like the OCs like that level in, uh-huh. uh, in, in, in and around Oslo, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. but they just make like good kind of like pastoral psych. Like if Pink Floyd had existed well, like between like, you know, 67 and 71, like, and, and, and lived in a Nordic country, they would kind of like sound <laughs> like that.
2: So- well, what, what it brought to mind with me is soft machine.
3: Oh sure. Well, that album does. Yeah, sure. And
2: it's just amazing how they kind of capture like the next step beyond a little bit of Canterbury. You know, you can hear some Mm -hmm. uh, egg and camel and soft machine and early Pink Floyd mixed in there with some blues. Yeah. Which uh,
1: wow. Yeah, Tom, you're deep in the cut here, man. I didn't. I didn't know. I felt all this stuff because it
2: it has an odd way of not swinging. Right, and it's played really well. But it but it's, it's 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 like they're more on top of the beat rather than. Oh yeah, well, yeah, in like, the bucket and the you, you listen to those does. groups like soft machine yeah. and uh, egg and they just go on and on and uh, they had uh, uh, a real sound and they're, and they're very influential and they still are in Europe because they mm-hmm. played around so much so uh, that's where my head
0: went with this one.
3: I got gotcha. you that's cool yeah
0: yeah how did you find out about these these guys Dave?
3: I, I mean I like Rune, the Rune gramophone imprint in general um, so I mean the what's the gentleman's name from uh Duncan? The guitar I uh Rhina Fisk. Uh so like I know that guy's name and mm-hmm. uh so they're two these are two different uh albums they are like live live recordings. So like the first disc it's just elephant nine is a trio, and then on the second one, uh Rhina Fisk plays with them and I was like, Oh, uh this is a guitar player i like. It's inter right. So not, not like a jazz record, but like more of a mm-hmm. jazz setting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
2: It's like a awesome. it's a long improvisational setting without yeah. necessarily the blues or a strong backbeat all the time. Yeah. Totally,
3: yeah.
1: Total prog um, rock.
3: Yeah. In <laughs> a lot of ways. So I wasn't super familiar with that band, but I knew the guitar player um and kinda you know, and then it did sound like I love soft Machine so uh it kinda like did all it hit all the bases, like they do jazz and they do kinda like whatever experimental sixties, seventies stuff was going on, um, in the UK and then like a psych guitar player who I like. So like it got me on a whole bunch of different levels.
2: Speaking of that, did the, uh, the new What's Left of Soft Machine play in Chicago? I know they played in uh, New York for about a week. I almost made the slide up there to see it. But
3: I don't well, think. apparently I... it's, it's
2: all new people, almost all new people with one holdover, but uh, still kind of grooving along in their own way.
3: Well, if you visit Downbeat.com, you can find an interview uh, <laughs> with, uh, I believe it's the drummer? Um, mm-hmm. who's left? Uh, that's bad that I don't recall. I guess we posted that interview when that the oh, album came out like a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't think they played here. I probably, I would have, that's a band that I would like almost automatically go see. They played at, uh, the Montreal festival, not this year, but last year as well. So they're still like out on the road doing it or well, right. an amalgam of human beings using the name soft machine are out there doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Very cool. It's interesting to, you know, hear you talk about, following a player into a group you know and that's something that I always think about with you know liner notes going away and mm-hmm. stuff like that like that's mm-hmm. how I found out about jazz in general was oh, yeah. reading, reading things like you know interviewers and then being like well you know Getty Lee or somebody you know really like Jocko or somebody mm-hmm. and then it sent me somewhere else so I mean I, that's how it is for all of us I know yeah. on this call. Sure. But um, um, Same kind of thing
0: with Wikipedia you fall into a oh, wikipedia yeah. rabbit hole with you know oh, yeah. oh, discography and then you click on this guy. And- you young guys are used to pushing a button getting all this yeah, stuff, yeah. a yeah, little speaker
1: a- on a computer
2: exactly. all the time.
0: i used to have to go to record stores yeah yeah right
1: <laughs> find out what was new no kidding yeah exactly well i never did uh, the wikipedia so we got a couple different generations yeah, going on
3: here Wow. well i mean there are obviously benefits to all of these like the like instant access to knowledge is a bonus uh the the liner notes reference that i always use on the back of the first clash album um lee perry gets a songwriting credit and i was like oh i have no idea who this person is so i should mm-hmm. probably figure out who lee perry is and then open up like an entire like three genres of music to me you know
2: right so, exactly
1: yeah, it's
2: pretty but, amazing
3: yeah
1: Cool.
2: Good stuff. All right. Now we all want to run home and pull out some LPs. And yeah. Listen.
1: Yeah. Well, I liked all these. Yeah. These were really good. You know, very, very cool. Nice variety. I, I like the last, the last group too. You got good taste over there.
3: So. Well, we'll see what you, what you guys have to say next month. Yeah. There you go. go. There you
0: go. <laughs> hey, Dave. I wanted to ask you about um, the recent um, critics' poll and some of those awards yeah. that went out uh, a few weeks sure. ago now. And um, were you involved with any of those selections? what's that process like and you know were there any selections you know winners that's really stood out to you
3: I guess I was however much I love Dave Holland I was surprised that that one Dave Holland Uncharted Territories record was in the top 20 of the uh, jazz albums Mm -hmm. Um, I think the rest of those I mean Kenny Barron's in there I think that would make sense as well as Mm Branford those all make I mean so the funny thing I guess is the difference between critics poll and the reader's poll because those are obviously like two wildly different like groups of people. Oh yeah. Um maybe I mean this might be a better more maybe more interesting conversation like after to like contrast the two. Sure. Um yeah. Yeah we should do that. I don't I don't know that I was like surprised by anything. I feel like uh you know Wayne Shorter is gonna win stuff forever. Uh, (laughs) He certainly will Cecile people rightly love Cecile. Um Mm
1: Man. I always like seeing the the up and coming or what what is it uh
0: what's rising the, stars rising stars
1: yeah. and you know it's always interesting because there's there's people that to me seem like stars already <laughs> that are right. still
3: rising you know so I like that is a function of fairness i guess to a certain extent because if you put i'm gonna try to so if you put like uh so nubaya garcia got uh she was in second place in rising star tenor saxophone but so then i'm gonna like flip the page and see who was in uh tenor in the regular category so if mm-hmm. if nubaya got 109 votes in rising star like yeah she, regular category she's up against joe lovano charles right Branford, chris potter melissa Aldana, jd allen wayne shorter so however much i enjoy uh her work like i don't know like oh. that is that is not a vote total that she would probably be getting at the regular um in the regular category
1: yeah i get that yeah absolutely well very cool yeah we had one uh a nashville guy down here or barber who i play with sometimes down here he mm-hmm. was in that in that rising star category too it was really cool yeah so it's, it's nice that you know just taking the full scope of of musicians from all areas sure yeah yeah
0: there you go good. cool well once again we, we really can't thank you enough dave for taking the time
1: sure Sam. Good to talk to you as always yep all righty yeah we're gonna go dig into these albums now because they're <laughs> it's really cool there all right go. man
0: appreciate it good. thanks man right on so thanks again today for dropping by and we hope to have him on every month to discuss his picks they seem to be getting better and better hey eh, guys
1: absolutely never a bad one yeah
0: interesting stuff yeah Yeah. cool so i think that'll just about do it for episode nine we've got some very exciting content we've got an interview with joe harley that we're still waiting to drop um that's really good stuff so uh that's going to be coming up most likely next week um but as always give us a follow on apple podcasts and on spotify Um, so you can tell when we got new episodes dropping. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your family. um. Tell your enemies. (laughs) There you go. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Archive Jazz, A-R-K-I-V-J-A-Z-Z. My name's Christopher Peck.
1: I'm Jeffrey Lean. I'm Tom Everett. And
0: thanks for listening.